Wednesday, October 21st, 2015. The Smoking Hot Toddcast, normally heard at this time, will be delayed so that we may bring you this special Ollie Report. Hello and welcome to the Ollie Report. I'm Hot Toddy. We just got some breaking news coming out of a little town in California called, I hope I'm getting this correct, Hill Valley. Apparently there's some strange goings on over there with a strange looking vehicle. We thought it only appropriate to get Ollie out on the scene and that is where he is right now, live from Hill Valley, California, is the one and only Ollie. Ollie, can you tell us what's going on out there? Yeah, sources have said that they saw this crazy looking, what we later found out was an old 1981 DeLorean shooting out of the sky and landing in an alley. Biscuits! Oh my gosh, well, I, that's kind of crazy talk. I, I don't expect that to happen at all. People just seeing things. I don't know, Hot Toddy. It seems pretty accurate. As we get closer to the vehicle, you see all these hydraulic systems, which could initially propel this vehicle to go in the air. Not to mention, if you listen closely, you can hear, for some reason, Power of Love by Huey Lewis in the news. But are you saying that this DeLorean actually flew and came out of the sky? That's what I'm getting at, yes. Uh, I don't believe all that. I think, just a personal opinion, I, I, I think maybe people saw something, maybe like an airplane or something, and all of a sudden saw this strange car pull out of nowhere. I, I highly doubt that that is a flying car. Well, get this, Aunt Toddy. I've been speaking with my main source, an elderly gentleman by the name of uh, Biff Tannen. He believes that this is actually a time machine that has come here from 30 years in the past, 1985. Station! All right, I I, I think we can cool it now. I, I don't think that there's anything like that. I believe this is probably a publicity stunt. That's just some crazy car that's sitting out there. I highly doubt that it's a time machine. You're probably right. He seems like a crazy old man anyway. Biscuits! Yeah, I, I think we should just pack it in here, Ollie. I, I think we're good. Yeah, I agree, but... What's- Whoa! Wait a second! The driver's side door of the DeLorean just opened! Oh my gosh, there's a... It looks like a crazy old white-haired man just stepped out of it! He looks like a mad scientist! Baskets! Well, go talk to him! See who he is! What's going on? Yeah, uh, excuse me, sir! Right, stop! Yeah, I know, my hair actually looks like this. Can you tell us exactly what's going on here? My calculations are correct to this now. Precisely October 21st, 2015. The future has finally arrived. Yes, it is different than we all thought. But don't worry. It just means your future hasn't been written yet. No one has. Your future is whatever you make it. So make it a good one. Well, well, thank you. That is a great message. But All right, well, it seems to have gone back into the DeLorean. I don't know what to tell you. But, oh, boy. What? What is it, Ollie? What's going on? The, the DeLorean, it's moving. It just, it just took off. It, it went into the air. It actually... It actually flew! Flew! And then it just exploded into the sky! It's, it's nowhere to be seen! Hot Toddy! Could it have been? I don't know, Ollie. And I guess... We'll never know. Live from wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this, it's the Smokin' Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, starring Ollie, Miss Pingrino, DJ Poor, Sheila, D.A. Williams, and Orson Welles, and featuring me, your announcer, Doc Summit. And now, here's your host, Hot Toddy. 
Oh, it be that time. What's up? How are you? I am Hot Toddy, and welcome to this week's Smoking Hot Toddcast. Good to be back here with you. Took a nice week off. Always nice to have a little bit of break, but uh, we're back. We're ready to have some fun with you, and we've got a good one for you this week. I hope you enjoyed the opening sketch there uh, leading into the show because, of course, yesterday was designated uh, Back to the Future Day, the official Back to the Future Day uh, it, it being October 21st, 2015. If you don't know the backstory behind this, well, you've been lost. Uh, you've been living under a rock, obviously, because, as we all know, October 21st, 2015 was the date that uh, Doc Brown and Marty McFly went to in part two of Back to the Future, uh, 30 years into the future. And so uh, we just passed that date. We don't have everything that the movie said we'd have, but uh, we, we do have quite a few things, actually. I, I, d- I talked about it last week on my other show, on uh, the, the radio show there, Star 102.1. I, I, uh, I talked about some of the things that we did have, like wall-mounted TVs. We've got, obviously, like the hands-free cell phones and really cool hats. <laughs> and oh, 3D movies, we have that. And, and of course, the Cubs almost won the World Series. The Cubs win the World Series in the movie, and they almost did it this year. So, you know, we do have some things that uh, Back to the Future 2015 uh, predicted, but we don't have everything. But, you know, what do you expect? We don't have the flying cars yet. But I am getting tired of tying my damn shoes, so let's let's get hurry up on that. I saw the video of Michael J. Fox trying on some that Nike had made. Let's get them out in stores now, because I'm tired of it. I'm done. Why, why, I mean, why? Why do we still have laces? It is 2015 after all. But anyway, all right. I mean, I could go on all day about this. I really could. I mean, seriously, I don't want to tie my damn shoes. I'm tired of doing it. I'm, I'm 26 years old. We live in now the teens of the 21st century. It's time to step up. That's my rant on tennis shoes. And the self, we need self-drying clothes too, because damn it, I'm clumsy and I need something that will dry in a hurry. So I don't have to worry about drying myself. All right, but anyway, uh, that's not really the point of this week's episode. It just I just that was kind of an acknowledgement because uh, it passed yesterday. And Back to the Future is one of my all-time favorite films, so we we wanted to uh, capture that in the moment. This week's episode, though, is called Return to Fanboy because Miss Pingrino and I did just that last Sunday. We returned to the Fanboy Expo as it came back to Knoxville, Tennessee, and we had a an awesome, awesome time. This go around, we met some celebrities, and then we also uh, caught up with some fantastic vendors, some really interesting vendors uh, at the uh, Fanboy Expo this year, and you're going to be hearing from them. And uh, we talk, also talked to an old friend that we talked with uh, on the last episode that we did at Fanboy, so you'll hear that. And we've got that coming up, and what else? We also, well, me and DJ Poor, we get off talking about something, and uh, I lose my I lose my marbles. I start cracking up. You're gonna enjoy that's coming up this episode. And a brand new Ollie report. What would the smoking hot podcast be without the Ollie report? So we've got all that. It's coming your way. So you just keep it locked right here as you continue listening to Return to Fanboy on the Smoking Hot Podcast. You're listening to Hot Toddy. On the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Well, it's the sequel. It's Fanboy 2 Electric Boogaloo. Is that is that appropriately enough? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, we can call it that. That's fine. But, you know, we're back here at Fanboy at the Knoxville Convention Center in Knoxville, Tennessee. And uh, we literally just walked in the door and all of our dreams came true. <laughs> yes, totally got an autograph from Joey Fatone. And he was super cool just kind of chatting with us. It was, it was really awesome. Super nice guy. And then I got to meet John Ratzenberger, best known as Cliff from Cheers, and Ham from Toy Story, and a million other different things. He was a really nice guy. He seemed a little bit more tired, a little bit more exhausted uh, than Joey, but uh, still a really great guy. And we're, we just got started. 
but it's clearly a blast out here. Are you having fun, Miss Pingrino? So much fun. And speaking of which, I didn't say that. This is Hot Toddy and Miss Pingrino at Fanboy 2. So this is really exciting for both of us. We're going to chase down the Ghostbusters because we need a picture with them, but there's more to come on the Smoking Hot Toddcast. And now, here's an important message from Republican presidential candidate Ben Carson. I like pie. And that was an important message from Republican presidential candidate Ben Carson. <laughs> I'm here. I can't take it. I can't I can't even right My now. life, Todd. This You're, is what my life has come to, just watching YouTube videos it, of people has, replacing radiators. Oh my god. So I'll explain to the world what happened to your car. It's uh it has a cracked radiator, among other things. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna cost me a lot quite a bit of money to fix it. Quite a bit of dough. But some of my coworkers uh, insisted, oh, it's really easy to replace a radiator. <laughs> Just watch YouTube videos. One of them said specifically, watch YouTube videos yeah. to see how you can do it. <laughs> and the more I'm watching these videos, the more... You're I'm, not- you're the more I'm, I'm starting to realize that I'm probably going to have to just take yeah, it to a mechanic. Yeah, you're, you're not going to do yeah. it on your own. <laughs> just bashing one of these videos. It was bashing Eric the car guy. If Eric the wa- car guy on YouTube. <laughs> if you ever watched any of his videos, you know what we're talking about. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he, although I, I like him. He he's seems been the like most a good inf- guy. He's been the most informative of the ones that you've watched but I'm getting, thus far. But the number of steps I see this and the number of times that I realize I have not worked on a car, <laughs> the just the more frustrated I'm, get, I'm oh, getting. Oh, man. You've got a long haul. But and these, these, these comments, too, <laughs> on this YouTube page are killing me. <laughs> Eric, the car guy. Hold on. If my, this is from one month ago. If my car doesn't have AC, do I need to the condenser fan? Because I want to replace it. He said cause, not because. Because I want to replace it, but now that I think about it, I don't have AC. <laughs> that was from Tacos e Modelos. <laughs> I think uh, Todd's just laughing. He's got his head in his hands. It looks like he's crying, but I think he's really just laughing. He's laughing at my pain, people. It's something that Sheila and Todd have come to make a somewhat of a pastime of theirs on this show. It's not your pain. It's not your pain. It's my pain. Do you realize how much money I'm going to have to... Oh, wait, here's one. One year ago, great stuff, dot, dot, dot. There's only like a little bit of uh, implied sexual tension in that comment. <laughs> That's from Dan Shepard. Looks like uh, he's got salt and gray, salt and pepper hair and glasses. And apparently he watches uh, YouTube videos of radiators being taken out of cars. Oh, God. <laughs> Todd, it's okay. You can join us again back on the air. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not laughing at your pain. You're just it's laughing just, at me. It's your reaction to this video. <laughs> oh, see, here's one. Hello, Mr. Car Guy. <laughs> he, he addresses him as hello, Mr. Car Guy. Oh, wait. Here's another. This, okay, this comment is in all caps. So, wait. <laughs> It says, why would they say I need stop leak with my brand new radio in, just the letter N, ensure as hell it leaks, two exclamation marks, three question marks, help. This is from Seth, quote unquote, Seth Space, last name Drown, D, Drown, lowercase. Oh, God. Uh, oh, I hate the internet. <laughs> I hate cars, too. I do, too. Uh, God. 
why can't we just have horses, Todd? Um, okay. When horses break down, you shoot them. You and do. That's it. And you eat you really, them, probably. You, eat, you, you could eat them. <laughs> I guess you could eat them. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I'd be, at this point, <laughs> I'd be for horses. I. <laughs> I'm to your credit, Eric the car guy, if that, is, if that is your real name, <laughs> I think you are much more informed than the first guy we saw, Scotty something. Jesus, that guy needs that, help. That guy, he did it in three <clears throat> minutes, and yeah, he he just he just comes off as one of those guys that drinks during the daytime. <laughs> so I'm not really sure if I want to trust his expertise <laughs> in this arena. I know, right? I have Jiffy Lube's website pulled up in another tab. <laughs> you'll be so needless to say it when it comes right down to it, you'll be making a pit stop at Jiffy Lube very soon. But the thing is <sighs> they don't say specifically if they do radiator changes on their site. Uh, they just they just give you like a short story <laughs> and just sort of you're supposed to just discern from this <laughs> little from this little uh tale that they weave whether or not they let's see. Does your engine run hotter than normal <laughs> just after starting it? Does the temperature slowly creep higher and higher as you drive down the road? Do you detect an odor that's a little <laughs> like boiling maple syrup or see green or orange fluid pooling around your vehicle? If if you do, it's time to visit the highly trained technicians at Jiffy Lube. Free Jiffy Lube has a Twitter. <laughs> they do. You can trust Jiffy Lube. They got a Twitter. It's okay. They keep up with the time. None of this implies that they that they change radiators, no, though, so they, I'm discouraged. They, ask, they answer none of your questions. They didn't. No, none of them. <laughs> and are they cheaper and than they Firestone? Cheaper? Yeah, I, I would assume they are. I, I think they have to be. I think Firestone. Probably because they don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> probably. They're probably very cheap for that reason. Yeah, pro the, yeah <clears> one of the guys was like, I could change it for you like on my lawn, but that's going to cost you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, God. Well, Be okay, Todd. Well, my stomach's doing flip-flops at this point. You're listening to the most splendiferous, the most fantastic, the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts, the Smoking Hot Toddcast. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. We're here at Fanboy Expo, and we are now talking with the staff of Hotshot Toys. We're here with Angelo. Now, Angelo, tell my people what kind of stuff you sell at your shop. Absolutely. Well, first clarification, it's I'm not the staff. I'm actually the owner, You're president. The owner. I right. am all about that. All right. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, I, I do comics. I do toys. Um, primarily is toys, um, the harder to find stuff. Mm -hmm. um, everything I sell is always brand new in the package. I don't sell anything that's been used, anything that's been opened. Um, that's just my preference. So everything I sell is always brand new in the package. Um, but everything, superhero, television, movies, horror, a lot of horror stuff. Um, but that's generally what I sell. Can we find you online anywhere? Absolutely. You can always go to hotshottoys.com. Is my web store. Um, currently about 14 or 1500 items currently listed. I'm also on eBay. I'm also on Amazon. I'm also on Bonanza. All right. And, and if they wanted to like find you in person, where would you at? I do shows, um, conventions. Are really, the only way to find me um, is conventions. I'm a, I'm a stay-at-home dad um, when I'm not doing shows. Um, so conventions throughout Florida. I'm from Orlando. <laughs> So Florida, I also hit Georgia, and then the first time, this is the first time I'm doing a show in Tennessee. Fantastic. Well, there you have it. Talk with Angelo, the owner, make sure I get that right, the owner of Hot Shot Toys here at the Fanboy Expo in, uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee.
Hot Toddy. Hot Toddy. You're tuned into the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, who's always looking real good. Hey, does this suit make me look fat? No, no, no. Your face does. Well, it's time once again for another Tennessee Volunteers update. It's interesting that this episode of the Toddcast come on this particular week because we're actually following a bye week. We didn't have a game at all this past Saturday, but the Saturday following the last episode of the Smoking Hot Toddcast, we took on the Georgia Bulldogs in Neyland Stadium here in Knoxville, and guess what? It was our first major win of the season and first conference win of the season at that we beat georgia 38 to 31 and i tell you what a night i mean what a day it was so stressful i mean you, you couldn't even imagine it for those of you for all you vol fans who are listening obviously you do know what i'm talking about for those of you who aren't vol fans pins and needles that doesn't even really describe what the kind of stress we were feeling leading up to that game i mean it was absolutely crazy from beginning to end and the reason why it is because you know we didn't know if we were going to win or not. I mean, we really we really thought we were going to lose because I mean, after losing to Florida and losing to Arkansas back to back, I mean, we just kind of felt you know this is it. This is pretty much going to be our season. This is the way it's going to be. Is we're going to just lose all the big games and I guess get the the minor ones. We'd get we would get Southeastern Conference wins uh, over Kentucky and Vanderbilt. I'm pretty sure that that's not happened yet, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. But you know, over Georgia, it was you know flip the coin who knows what was going to happen so we didn't know for sure what was going to happen what was going to go down but we won we did it but like i said it was very stressful from beginning to end because georgia took the early lead now here that's interesting because in all the games that we have lost this season we took the early lead and actually get us got a significant lead in most of the games but then our opponents caught up with us and destroyed us in the end the, re- the roles were reversed in this game. Georgia got the early lead, and we came from behind, and we took, we dominated, and we killed uh, right up to the very end. And it was really exciting game. I mean, what was what was most exciting is that we had a field goal the entire first half. That was all we had. Then 30 seconds left in the first half, about to go halftime. We do two touchdowns, two touchdowns in 30 seconds, and puts us just a few points behind. And then we started dominating come the second half, and we were up 38 to 31 as we in the closing moments of the fourth quarter. Georgia has the ball. They're like 20 yards away from a touchdown. They do a pass with just seconds left, and they didn't catch it, and we walk away winners. I mean, I tell you, my ass was sweating towards the end of that particular game. It was so stressful, but it was so great. And, I mean, they celebrated all night long. All of the last two weeks we've celebrated. So it's been a really exciting time for volunteer fans. However, this weekend – it's going to be a little different, unfortunately, because we are going to uh, Tuscaloosa for Big Bama. That's right. Alabama is our next foe, and uh, the Crimson Tide got a pretty good record over us, and uh, I don't really expect this to be a very good game. Alabama has uh, dominated us for years now, uh, much like Florida has, and well, really much like Georgia, too. So, you know, when it comes to the Vols nowadays, I, I never say never, but, you know, I, uh, I, I really don't expect to, to win against Alabama. I don't really see it happening. That's not to say that it won't happen. I just don't really feel that it will. <laughs> just given our history with Alabama and given how we are this season, we're, we are a good team, and I think that eventually our, our years are coming when it comes to all these big teams. But I think Georgia, 
Well, I don't want to say Georgia was a fluke. It wasn't a fluke. No, I think we legitimately won that game because we knew what we were doing. We found our outlets and we got there finally. You know, after after Oklahoma, after Florida, after Arkansas, we finally found our outlet and made our way in. Uh, with uh, Alabama, though, I, I you know. Again, it's a flip of the coin. I, 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 I'm voting no. I'm voting we'll lose. But, uh, you know, the Vols could surprise me. They've done it before. They did it with Georgia. You know, they surprised all of us with Georgia. So, you know, we'll see what happens going into our to the next game here this Saturday as we take on Alabama uh, in Tuscaloosa. So it'll be it'll be an interesting game. Uh, again, I don't know what's going to happen. But we can, we can walk away knowing that we beat Georgia, and that's a huge thing because we've not beaten Georgia, if I'm not mistaken, since 2009, if I'm not mistaken. So that that's huge that we were able to, to pull that off at least. So we got that under our belt. Uh, we got South Carolina coming up. I think they're going to be an easy one. I don't really see that being an issue. Kentucky and Vanderbilt, I mentioned earlier, I think they're going to be all right. Uh, we've also got a kind of a you know little game with North, uh, North Texas. I, I, they're not really big. No offense to anybody <laughs> from North Texas. I'm just saying you're a smaller team, okay, and you're a smaller school. It's just, it's just the way it is, okay? I'm sorry if I'm coming off a little offensive. I don't mean to, but anyway. Uh, North Texas, we'll, we'll, we'll beat you guys. Sorry, North Texas is going to happen. And... Uh, but we we also have Missouri. Missouri's a toss up. I don't really know. I don't really know enough about Missouri to know from year to year if they're good enough to beat us or not. They, they have beat us, uh, so uh, I, I guess again, like Alabama, I'll flip the coin. We'll just see what happens. But uh, but Georgia, first major win of the season. We're pretty thrilled. On now to Alabama, and we'll see what happens there. Until then, go Vols. DJ Poor smoking hot podcast promo. Take one. All right, Poor, just say uh, this is DJ Poor, and you're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast. <laughs> All right. Say it like you would say it. Don't say it some way cool, like, dude, you're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast. <laughs> hmm, that's not quite the way I said it. All right, Poor, just say you're listening to the third home of Hot Toddy, the Smoking Hot Toddcast. I'm here. Oh, for the love of God. Will you say it now? Bing or... bong. Damn it. The smoking hot guy poopy. I quit. The smoking hot Toddcast presents the Ollie Report, a segment dedicated to extremely professional and hard-hitting journalism. Reports on headlines straight off the news ticker through the eyes of Ollie. And now the Ollie Report. Hello and welcome to the Ollie Report. I'm Hot Toddy. We've got Ollie out on location this week in beautiful, sunny California, where an interesting story popped up over the weekend about certain reptilian creatures washing up on California shores. You may have heard about this, you may not have, but if you're in the California area and are spending time on the beaches, you might need to be aware of this. There have been sightings of the highly venomous snake, the yellow-bellied sea snake, and they seem to be washing up on shore, specifically in Malibu. And California environmentalists are urging people to report these snakes if seen. And we thought, why not? Let's get Ollie on the case. So we sent him out to California, and he's now on Malibu Beach, where he will now relay to us exactly what's going down when it comes to the yellow-bellied sea snakes. Ollie, what's going on out there? Gotta admit, Hot Toddy, I really don't feel comfortable being out here. Biscuits! Oh, I wouldn't worry about it, Ollie. I mean, they've only been spotted a few times. I'm sure you're going to be fine. We just need you to report on the story and, and what you've heard. I mean, I'm standing right next to the water. I mean, if one of them came... I don't don't worry about that, all right? Just don't put that out of your mind. Let's just focus on the story. Now, have you talked with some of the environmentalists to get their take on this? Is this normal for these snakes to be washing up on shore? I see a lot of water. There seems to be things 
moving in it. I'm hoping that's fish and not these snakes. Apparently, they're very venomous. Yes, yes, we covered that at the top of the report, Ollie. But let's get back on the case here. Now, these snakes have not been spotted since 1980, which was during an El Nino period. People believe now that another El Nino period is coming through, which means rising ocean temperatures and, of course, the natural warming of the Pacific Ocean. And so that's what's driving these snakes in. What are environmentalists saying about this? Why would anybody want to they seem to be jumping into the water, not aware that there could be venomous snakes all around. Hey, there's a cloud! It looks like a snake. Or maybe poop. I don't know. My car won't start. I can't get out of here, even if I wanted to. Station! All right. Well, that really told us nothing, Ollie. Uh, we, we really need to report on this, especially if we have any uh, listeners out in California. They need to be aware of exactly what's going on here on these beaches, especially in Malibu, because there could be an off chance that they could spot a yellow-bellied sea snake, and they need to be aware of it. So have you spoke with any of the public? Have they seen any of the snakes? The sand is very soft. Biscuits! Well, they didn't answer. Okay. Ollie, look, I mean, I know... Uh, I know not to expect very much from you when we do this ever, but I mean, you, you at least, this was a very easy story for you to cover. You could go out there, you talk to environmentalists, and then the people on the beaches, that's it. That's the only people you had to talk to, to this whole damn thing, and you couldn't even do that. What the hell, man? I mean, just just go, just walk up to someone now and ask them how what they think about the yellow-bellied sea snake. I don't think I'm asking for too much here. Just get the story, Ollie. I don't understand. Uh, I don't give a shit. If the sand is soft, who cares? You know? Or your car won't start. Nobody ever cares, man. What the... Oh, God, I hate you. You just... Yo... You bring the worst out of me, Ollie. You really do. And you do this every single time we do this thing, you know? We've been doing it for almost two freaking years. You realize that? We've done the Ollie Report for almost two years, and we have never gotten a good story. That's it. We've never gotten a good story. So I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to feel anymore. I just, I feel like I want to kill you, which maybe, if I'm lucky, maybe one of the snakes are out there. And so that way... Oh, boy. Um, Ollie? Oh my god, Ollie, did you really get bit just then? Ah, yeah, and again! Ouch, that hurts like a mother. Oh god, Ollie, oh my god, I, I feel awful. I I wished this upon you. Oh, oh my god. Will somebody get, get, call him an ambulance or somebody? No, no, that's all right, huh, Toddy? I'll just, I'll just sit here and die from the venom that's coursing through my veins because of you. Ollie, I'm so sorry. Look, we're going to get you some help. Just, just hang in there, okay? I die, I just want to tell you that I did speak with environmentalist groups, and they do believe that another El Nino period is coming through, and that is why the snakes are washing up ashore, and they are urging all citizens to make sure they report these sightings, if any do wash ashore. So far, there's only been a handful, much like this one, and hopefully there won't be any more. But beach patrols are keeping a close eye on the waters to keep everybody safe, except for me. And now, goodbye, hot toddy. That's the best damn Ollie Report we've ever done. Yeah! That's going to do it for the Ollie Report this week. Tune in next time for another headline ripped from the Ollie News Ticker. Until then, have a good day and an Ollieful week. Smoking Hot Toddcast. We're back here on the Smoking Hot Toddcast with Jim, owner uh, and op- an operator of Blast from the Past Toys. And this is just, a, it's a wide array collection of so many different toys from so many different eras of so many different things. Jim, my big question is, where and how do you get all these toys? Where do they come from? Uh, we call ourselves the Toy Mafia. 
<laughs> I think that's appropriate enough. I have connections. You have you have connections. That's right. So I mean, is it is, is it like just like people who donate and things like that, or do you actually go out and find these toys? I find them, buy collections, advertise that I do buy collections and complete things, piece them together myself, and I sell them. That's fantastic. I mean, there's all there's endless amounts of things. There's stuff from Power Rangers. That's the original Power Rangers. Stuff from Star Wars. I mean, just an amazing collection. And how long have you been doing this? About ten years. Ten years. And uh, what what got you into the toy business? Uh, the money. <laughs> that, that sounds about right. The money, for sure. Well, there you have it. Talking with Jim, a blast from the past. And like I said, it is a blast from the past. If you ever catch them at these cons, uh, is there anywhere else other than maybe like Fanboy can they can find you at? At the moment, that's all I do is Fanboy. No website or anything? No. All right, but but. But the next time you're at a Fanboy Expo or something like this, be on the lookout for Blast for the Past Toys because you will not be sorry. If you're nostalgic like I am, believe me when I say you'll find some fantastic stuff. You're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host, Todd. Just Todd. Todd is helpful and Todd is there for you. Uh, well, it's actually Hot Toddy. Oh, well, pardon me, Mr. Perfect! Well, just when my faith in humanity gets restored, it's quickly dashed thanks to people like this. I'm sure you heard about the moronic woman who sued her poor little nephew after he jumped in her arms to give her a big hug and she fell down and cracked her wrist. That's right. This woman named Jennifer Connell sued her little nephew after this little incident took place at his eighth birthday party. At his birthday. Now... What the case really entails is that she was trying to sue her nephew's parents' homeowner's insurance to pay her medical bills. But under Connecticut law, which is where this took place in Connecticut, she can only sue an individual. Well, in this case, she'd have to sue her poor little nephew. And she was seeking $127,000 to help pay her frickin' medical bills. Well, luckily, a jury, you know, people who have brains and know how to use them, said, um, no, screw you, that's not happening. So she didn't get it. And what I loved, what I absolutely loved, because she was on the Today Show, and she started complaining, essentially, about things she can no longer do because her poor little delicate wrist can't handle it anymore. My favorite was the fact that she couldn't hold her hors d'oeuvre plate now when she went to parties. She is ridiculous. She's relentless, and she has no idea, I don't think she really understands just how much every Everybody on this planet hates her. You know, you got, I think, this, is it hashtag bad ant on Twitter, I believe? Yeah, I mean, she's, she's considered a monster for doing this. I mean, even, even if it was just, you know, the insurance, the fact that you're putting it in writing, that you're suing your nephew, is who was eight years old. He's 12 years old now. This took place four years ago. But the fact that no matter what, he's a minor, you're suing the child on paper. It just looks awful. And she's like, no, everybody's taking it out of context. No, nobody's taking it out of context. You blamed your little nephew. She does blame him for what happened to her. And now she's essentially seeking money out of his parents, you know, her siblings. So, you know, whatever. If you want to be like that, be like that. But, I mean, it's ridiculous, and it's just sad, really. But uh, this is what I'm talking about. My faith in humanity is shot once again, thanks to this crazy woman. Absolutely unbelievable. I mean, could you imagine a world where people did that? Sued little children because they didn't like what those children did? If that was the case, there'd be lawsuits handed out every five minutes. Uncle Roy, biscuits! Yeah, how are you? Oh, oh, you knocked me down. I hurt my wrist. That's it. Yep, push me down. Hurt my wrist. Thanks. You've been served. Uh, Uncle Roy, what is this? It's a summons. You were to appear in court for hurting my wrist. But, but I'm just a kid. 
head. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Do you realize I cannot hold an hors d'oeuvre plate now because of you? I can't hold my hors d'oeuvres at the big parties, at the big fancy parties that I go to. Well, I, I'm sorry. I'll be sure and be there. Good. Now sit down. How's school going? Great. I've learned a lot of things. My teacher's really nice, too. A lot of people say she's happy because she's got a boyfriend. I don't know, though. She doesn't talk about it much. I see. Yep. Yep, slander. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks. What? I don't understand. You've been served. What, what is this about? That's for slander. That's a summons to be in court because you're saying slanderous things about your teacher. You know they're not true. You're just gossiping, and you need to be taught a lesson. But I... I, I... No buts. Just be there. Well, you're, you're awfully mean today, Uncle Roy. You're behaving like a duty head. Uh-huh. Yep, discrimination. Mm-hmm. All right. What are you talking about? Uh... You've been served. Yeah, I know. Another one? That's right. You discriminated against me, calling me a duty head, when you know that our family have been proud poopy heads from the very beginning. And the fact that you would go so far as to call us duty heads, I mean, that that's just pure evil. There's no more textbook definition of evil than that right there. Why don't you get your rebel flag and fly it? Well, uh, I, I'm sorry. I, I just didn't know. Well, now you do. Learn your lessons. Learn your lessons. I can't hold my hors d'oeuvre plate. I can't hold my hors d'oeuvre plate. Well, uh, you want to play with my toys? Uh-huh. Oh, for God's sakes. Yep. Sexual harassment. What? Sexual harassment. Thank you. You've been served. Sexual harassment? I don't even know what sex is yet. Biscuits. Doesn't matter. Does it matter? Learn your lesson. You have to learn your lesson. You sexually harass me. Now I'm dragging your scrawny ass to court. I can't hold my hors d'oeuvre plate. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm just going to go play in my room. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I'm out of here. And now, here's an important message from Republican presidential candidate Ted Cruz. We have to nuke them. We have to nuke them now. Annihilate. Till. 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 And that was an important message from Republican presidential candidate Ted Cruz. Well, we talked to him last time we were here. We're going to talk to him again. We are here once again with R2-D2. Now, R2, I know you've got to be excited because we are just two months away from the big premiere of Star Wars The Force Awakens. How are you feeling? <laughs> Do you think it'll be as big a success as the original trilogy or as big a success as all six movies? What's it like working with the new cast? This is a much younger cast. You know, that seems like the cast gets younger and younger every time you do this. So what's it like working with this new cast? Did you get nostalgic working with the cast from the original films? I mean, that had to have been fantastic to get teamed back up with them. Well, that's fantastic. We look forward to seeing you in theaters coming this December in Star Wars The Force Awakens, R2-D2, once again. Again, I had no idea what he was saying. You're listening to the Smoky Light Podcast.
Well, what a day we have wrapped up here at the Fanboy Expo at the Knoxville Convention Center. And I tell you, I had a blast. What about you? No words can explain. It was just too fun. It was too much fun. You're right. It was a blast. You know, we got to meet Joey Fatone, who was an awesome guy. And then we got to meet John Ratzenberger, also an awesome guy. But I could tell Ratzenberger's been here for a while because he's, like, very exhausted. And he had a broken wrist, so that, that couldn't have been fun for him either. But, uh, but no, this, this has been a blast. We got to talk to some amazing people, didn't we? Sure did. Very much like last time, too, because we, we, we talked to a lot of amazing artists last time, and this time we talked to more people who, uh, I guess, who collect more and, and uh, build, build stores and build things around, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, nostalgia. Uh, that works, yeah. What else? Yeah. What else? Uh, nerd memorabilia, if you will. Uh, the things that make nerds happy, maybe? That, that'll work, too. Yeah, yes, the things that make nerds happy, I think. Uh, that, that's an appropriate thing to say. But, yeah, no, we've met some really, really cool people this go-around, as we did last time, too. But, I mean, this, those guys uh, that, that collect all those toys and, and have, you know, and have all those different things. What did you buy today? we got to talk about what we purchased here today. Well, today, first and foremost, I got a signed picture of Joey Fatone. Yeah, which, yeah of course. Which, I mean, I'm super excited about. That, that's top priority. Um, and then we stopped at one of the game booths, one of the guys, Angelo, you talked to, and I got a Big Bang Theory clue game uh, and some Beetlejuice playing cards. Because you have to understand, Miss Pingrino uh, loves Clue, and she loves playing cards. So when you put the two together, which they were actually side by side, it was almost as if they were trying to make her spend money. They, yeah, they told me that they needed to be bought by me, so it just had to happen. It had to happen, and it did happen, and that's why we're going home with the Clue board game of Big Bang Theory and Beetlejuice playing cards. But what else? You got more. Yes, I also got some artworked uh, posters. One that makes me super nostalgic for my childhood. Um, it is a artwork of the Ah Real Monsters. Uh, Which works great for us, too, because it smells like 90s rock. It, it, this, that particular poster ties in with our sister show perfectly. Um, and I also got two posters that, when combined together, makes an awesome rendering of all the characters from A Nightmare Before Christmas, which... It's like one of my all-time favorite movies. And also ties into Smells Like 90s Rock as well, because that, that just works perfectly, because it's so 90s and just so perfect. But anyway, but no, this has been a blast. And I, I, all I got was, uh, was the autograph from John Ratzenberger, which was enough for me. That's, that was my goal today, was to get that, and I got that. But it's, we had a blast today. We had a lot of fun. Fanboy 2, uh, it, it was a lot of fun, and very successful trip once again. So until next time, we're going to do it again next time? Going to do it again. All right, so stay tuned for the next fanboy go around on the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Ollie Smoking Hot Toddcast promos, take one. All right, Ollie, just say this is Ollie, and you're listening to the uh, the Smoking Hot Toddcast show podcast station. Okay. All right, Ollie, this time just say uh, this is Ollie, and you're listening to the Smoking Ollie Report. No, that's not. Oh, jeez. All right, Ollie, this time just say this is the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Biscuits. Damn it. Okay, Ollie, just say the words, the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Can you do that at least? I'm outside, I see people, I see grass and trees and buildings! I hate you.
the Smoking Hot Todd. Smoking Hot Toddcast. You suck, Ollie. And there you have it. Mine and Miss Pangrino's epic return to fanboy has come to a close. We had a blast, and I hope you certainly enjoyed listening to it because it will happen again. There will be another fanboy, and we'll be back there again, and there'll be another episode of this as well, so stay tuned for that. But it's been a great show. You can follow us on all social media. You can follow me, Hot Toddy, on Facebook, Vine, and Periscope. Just look up Hot Toddy. Hottest underscore Toddy on Instagram and at Hot Toddy 90102 on Twitter. You can also follow some of the cast members on Twitter. Uh, Miss Pengrino at Pengrino, Sheila at Sheila Hawk, and our announcer Doc Summit at Kev Summit. And with that in mind, that's going to do it for us this week. We'll be back next week, which will be the last show before Halloween, where we will be bringing you our scare-tastic Halloween special. So get yourself prepared for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be really funny, and it might even spook you a little bit. That was lame. I apologize. Anyway, that's going to do it for us this week. We'll catch you next week. Until then, this is Hot Toddy saying, I got to pee.